2080 Baseball Podcast back here. Travis Crins and Evan Hendershot in the middle of June. MLB draft just wrapped up a mere hour ago as of taping. We'll go through all 1,215 picks. It may take longer than our uh, preview shows of uh, three-plus hours each. So uh, let's start in the 39th round. Uh, what did you like as far as uh, relief pitchers uh, who could be lefties only? Oh, boy. I liked um, the ones that were picked and I think they were good, and uh, I can't wait to see him pitch. Hard to argue that logic, (laughs) I would say, right there. Draft uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, or was it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday was the uh, draft, and uh, Twins had the first pick, and um, I did not see it live. I saw it at around, let's see, about 9 o'clock, I would say. So I turned it on a couple hours later, driving back from from a town in the state, and I saw, hmm, Royce Lewis. That's not who I had him pegged for, one, two, or three. So uh, Royce Lewis, shortstop, uh, was the guy. Were you surprised? I think everybody uh, was kind of surprised it wasn't uh, McKay or Wright. I guess I'm not stunned. Um, I I think the Twins are probably going for the highest upside. I think there's a good case that he was probably their top player on the board, Um I'll, there were uh, some people who didn't like Kyle Wright. There were a lot of people who um, were questioning uh, McKay as well. Um, Hunter Green was just not an, an option, option apparently for him. So, so I can see why they took him in. Um, I mean, high school guys are are inherently riskier because you don't know, you haven't seen them as long, and uh, they're typically less polished. But then the upside and, and the ceiling is is typically higher. So um, I can see why they did it. I'm not super surprised, though I was a little surprised. I guess it's um, a lot of people thought Wright was going to be the guy. Um, I don't know what happened there. Um, Pitching would be an issue for it. If there's one issue with the Twins, it would be pitching. They could use some pitchers. And uh, middle infield, they've needed that for a long time. But uh, now is not that time. They've got a shortstop. They have a second baseman. They have uh, Nick Gordon in the uh, in the offing here in the next couple of years. So middle infield is a position of strength now. So maybe and they've heard rumblings. Maybe Lewis goes to the outfield, mm-hmm. but his arm is not good. Well, so we'll see. I mean, Johnny Damon thrived in the outfield. So uh, I mean, if he can, Ben Revere's a guy that's uh, terrible. I, I think uh, the thing the Twins seem to like is uh, you know up the middle athletes. They took Buxton, Gordon, Lewis now. Um, these are guys that have similar skill sets, it seems. Um, but they've, and they're all high school guys too, but they've had trouble developing these guys. So speedy guys. Um, yeah. I just, I just don't, I mean, he'll never hit for power. They always, Oh, he'll develop his power. Well, uh, no, I mean, some people are saying, uh, he'll never hit in general. Oh, that's good. So I want a guy uh, <laughs> at the top of the draft that can't hit there's there's some questions yeah um and you could have taken a safer ideally you're taking a guy like mckay here that's that's probably um as a pitcher um, tampa bay took him as a well, first baseman i guess I we can uh, well we'll get into that okay <laughs> um I, I think if you're the twins though you take him as a pitcher um and i think he'd be you're, you're more than likely going to get a three to five you know, back end guy in your rotation probably. 
I don't know if he's ever going to be an ace. And maybe that's what plays in. Maybe they say we want the highest ceiling, but that's... As I uh, said last show, highest ceiling to me means, well, he's got the least experience. We don't know what he's going to be. He might be really good because he's a high school yeah, and high we school. haven't seen him. And, and you, you know, he hasn't been in college and you can't pick him apart. Mm. So it's that uh, that unknown that intrigues folks. So Royce Lewis, shortstop from California. Number one pick, uh, mm-hmm. surprised by that. Um, I don't know what, like, uh, we were talking about. What did they pay him? Was it a little cheaper? Uh, Scott Boris is his agent, so you would think he would get as much money as possible. Um, I, I really think he was the top player on their board. I, I don't think... Um, you would assume so, yeah. I don't think uh, they did this to save money. Uh, save money and pay overslot in other rounds. Oh, you don't know the Twins. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I don't think they did. I, I don't think they did that. I hope um, so. I think they took... Uh, the player they wanted and yeah if he if he goes under the slot value that's cool but um and then they overpaid that one guy late in the round by like you know over a million dollars which seems what they have 14 million to spend well that's why like, you, wow. i mean sometimes you take uh that's kind of what i think the yankees uh probably did with their first pick uh the, this guy that just had tommy john in the second round they took a guy that a lot of people uh had much higher on draft boards um and then they can pay that high school pitcher more and they can also get this major league pit or the college pitcher in the first round. Um, so you can kind of flip flop where, you know, what slot values you have. But I, I don't, I really don't think that was uh, what the case was here. I think they took the best guy that they, or the guy that they thought was the best. And um, I know Kyle Wright's had some uh, Twitter issues in the past mm. with some apparently offensive things he said that he didn't delete. Uh, even up to the draft. Um, Always interesting to look back at the Twitter years ago when you get famous. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, I never looked into it, but there were apparently some things in in that. So, you know, and um, maybe the South was a good fit for him. But uh, I think maybe uh, maybe that plays in. I don't know. I think the the Twins picked their their top guy, though. I really do. Hunter Green went second to Cincinnati. He's the... uh, he was the biggest name of it with the Sports Illustrated cover, 102 mile an hour fastball. Uh, is that all he has right now? Oh, yeah. um, Which is pretty good. Yeah. So you know you can put a guy like that in the bullpen um, at some point, but you hope he develops, and he probably will. And he's a find good hitter, something. and he'll probably get a chance to hit here in Cincinnati. Yeah, um, well, that's exciting. I doubt they're gonna go the two way route with him, but. Um, I think he has a, a good chance to work off that fastball, um, find something new, maybe a second pitch that can be good enough that can make him an ace reliever or ideally an ace starter. Um, but I think this was the least surprising pick in the draft, probably. Mackenzie Gore, I have no idea who the hell he is. A lot of people Potters. like him. A lot, it seems is that like the kid lot. with the leg kick? Yeah. Oh, my God. This leg kick is just insanity. Oh, well, I've never uh, seen something like this. I mean, uh, what were... Oh, my God. People, people were comparing him to Dontrell Willis, yep. and uh, but there was another one that was more... Way, way back. Troy Percival, somebody compared oh, him to, uh, which I thought was an, an interesting one. Um, why? But, I don't know why this. Why you would do that if you're a pitcher. Um, Unnecessary movement for my liking. Let's kick well, my feet, my leg five feet in the air. I mean, times. weird, weird deliveries and windups have for worked for various people. Kershaw's is pretty weird when you look at it. Oh, and he yeah, puts his hands up there, and he has a little bit of a hitch, a stretch. Um, there's just there's there's a lot of uh, 
weird things that people do that work. Uh, so I'm fine with it. It seems like his delivery and his mechanics are fine. Um, but yeah, a lot of people think he's really good too. Brandon McKay goes uh, to Tampa Bay at four, first baseman and uh, pitcher combination. See what Tampa does with him. Yeah, it sounds like um, the reason maybe the Twins, maybe he wasn't going to sign at what the Twins wanted is because he wanted to be a two-way player. And the Rays apparently are going to let him pitch and play first Good. base. Good. Which I think is really cool. Um, there's almost no downside to this because you could argue that uh, he's going to um, not be able to focus on one or the other. I don't think that's really going to be a problem. I think um, you're essentially setting him up, up to fail at one of them, and then he has. Then basically, he's deciding which one he should do, um, and then you can't upset him uh, by. Uh, making him do one that maybe he doesn't want to do. Um, I think there's almost no downside to doing this, and I think in a year and a half, two years, he'll uh, stop being a two-way player, and they'll pick which one they want him to do. Or yeah. he, or he'll fail at one, probably, is more likely. I think he'll be a hitter. I think so, too. It's, I don't know why I like, t- why would teams not just, you know, try it out and see what happens? Yeah. Like, there's no downside, like you said. It's like, well, if he's good at both, great. Yeah, I think, um, and, and I he, de- he's the type that would possibly be a dh too good and ideally be a a bullpen guy what would that would be the role for him to a player mm-hmm. bullpen guy yeah i think um it would work pretty well um if you want to try it uh i think he would only be a bullpen guy too if he's kind of trying to focus on learning hitting or developing his hitting and his pitching he's probably not going to end up being a starter level pitcher um but i i think it'll be interesting I do think odds are pretty good that he's going to fail at one of them and they're going to just stick with whatever he's better at. But we'll see what happens. I, I think it's an interesting pick and uh, the Rays tend to do interesting things. It's a, it'd be good to give you roster flexibility. Mm-hmm. Uh, having a guy on the roster, you can bring in a backup first baseman, just any old guy on the bench to play an inning or two and then you put him back at first base once he's done pitching the you know, fifth, sixth, seventh, whatever he's yep. going to pitch. Other good thing about him is he's a lefty. So... Oh, I mean, if if he finds himself being able to get lefties out really well, um, that's going to have value too. And and you can just essentially play him at first base. Um, then, you know, uh, put him on the mound, to, you know, for a quick out or something. And I don't know, it could, it could work, I think. But uh, there would be some double switch things you'd have to do there that would be kind of annoying, I think. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Most of the other picks in this draft are kind of boring, though. I think. Yeah, we'll stop at five. Kyle Wright, as far as the top uh, first round or so, Kyle Wright from Vanderbilt was kind of the guy that uh, was was connected with the Twins for the longest time, and then like the last day or two, uh, McKay got uh, got a little bit of news, but then it was Kyle Wright drops all the way to five to uh, to uh, Al to Atlanta, and uh, like I think you mentioned, he could be. I mean, not a one or a two, but uh, maybe be a back-end starting rotation guy. There's there's a chance he's the best player out of those five. He feels like the safest, I think, but um, that's a good pick at five, that's for sure. So the uh, rest of the draft, anything else stand out to you? Just the the baseball draft is is just so different as baseball is from most other sports and a lot of different things, and you include the draft in that where – you have a certain amount of money to sign these guys. Mm-hmm. You uh, can do things on everybody's going to sign. You have high schoolers. You have the college guys. It's a, it's a weird mix of just uh, taking chances on guys 
and sometimes you know the guys don't even sign yeah apparently um only like 10 percent of players that are drafted even make it up to the major leagues or something like that um i found it funny i was trying to explain the draft uh, the major league baseball draft um to someone who doesn't really know a ton about it and um this is a it is like a it's hard it's impossible to explain to somebody that doesn't really know um i mean even if they know a ton about baseball it's and, and they don't really know about the draft it's hard to explain um how international the players if they're not involved? even if they're not from puerto rico or canada or the u.s they're not even involved and then that's a whole nother that would change thing. things a lot and you have to explain that and then you have to explain the strategy of signing players under slot value um taking a risk on a picking, guy yeah and high school and college and how you can go into the draft like a zillion times and where you could pull a, a veritech uh, like what he did with the twins and just say screw it and i'm not going to yeah. sign with you it gives um, the player a lot of power but then also it, compared to international players it doesn't because yeah. uh and that's a whole different just nightmare. that's probably going to change hopefully yeah, yeah that's i don't like that but um it's very annoying to explain uh, the Major League Baseball draft. Um, and then you kind of also have to explain, oh, yeah, and also, like, none of these guys are going to be good. Like, none of them, except for yeah. maybe, like, two or three. So You've um, got some uh, some breaking news on what the, the Twins draft picks here in this decade. Uh, their first pick, um, not, not good. There have been a couple guys there, but uh, for, for the most part, pretty bad. Uh, for their... F- top picks i guess over the last few years um yeah. looks like nick gordon's having a good year um but then you look at cole stewart 8.2 walks per nine this year uh you look at buxton i don't think we need to get into him at all uh have we talked about him yet <laughs> not today all right i don't think yeah. or maybe mentioned oh we him. just did but uh then they have this guy levi michael who is just i don't bad <laughs> i'm not sure if he's with them anymore uh oh if, he's with them if he is he shouldn't be he's a 26 year old double a player yeah, who's uh 658 ops gotta get around there he's taking up a roster he, oh spot. yeah for sure i well you kind of have to is, hang he, on. He, you, he, you gotta hang on to him he could be my old guy yet you know gotta get rid of him. Uh, yeah. he's ever made it um, well, he is uh, 1.8 years older than the average AA player at this point, which is getting up there. Um, and then Alex Wimmers, uh, who is a relief pitcher now. Um, Got him as a starter. Never That never happened. And now he was up last year, basically his last chance. He did good. Yeah, like he's, an ERA in the threes. He's uh, 28. Yeah, he's uh, very old. AAA right now, 394. They, and they called him up a couple weeks ago. Uh, pitched a few innings, had a couple good outings, got roughed up the last time, so they sent him back down. But I think he'll be a guy that'll be up and down, and maybe uh, this will be his last year. Maybe he's around next year. But, uh, yeah, he's, he's probably, his career's probably uh, only have a, has a couple years left. Yeah, and then uh, last but not least, there's Tyler J, who is... Um, we're waiting. He was good last year as a starter, and then they're like, eh, we're not going to do this anymore. Uh, he was drafted as a, to be a relief pitcher, uh, they, 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 or very, he was drafted as a relief pitcher to be a starter, and then they're switching back to relief pitcher, and that just has no. It's value. very much uh, how they mismanaged Sano last year, which is very odd. How they mismanaged Tyler J of uh, wait, basically wasting his first two years. There was a little injury in there as well, but uh, like there was talk of him coming up like pretty soon, within the first year or two. Mm-hmm. And I hope he's up next year if he performs well. But again, it just takes so long for these for these guys to get through the system. I mean, mm-hmm. let, let me look at. I mean, just look at those number one picks. Wimmers is twenty eight. Got up last year. wasn't any good. Levi Michael is twenty six or whatever. Mm-hmm. He'll never be up. Um, so it just takes very long for them to develop. 
anybody. I don't know how the hell Sano got through it, thankfully. That's but, uh, well, that's why uh, the hopes for Royce Lewis uh, just dropped instantly when maybe. the Twins announced uh, so I'm, I'm, 2021, 2022, four or five years, which is ridiculous to say for a, um, you know, you'd hope, you know, top pick in the draft, you'd hope he's up in three or four years. I would say more closer to four to five. Well, uh, if you kind of look at what the Rays had to do going through the uh, Tim Beckham experience that they did, um, he was taken first overall 2008, um, and he didn't really become a contributor until 2015. Um, and now he's kind of just being like a league average quality utility guy. Um, that seems like it could be the possible future for Royce Lewis, um, which would suck. Well, that's got me excited. Uh, but I mean, Tim Beckham has value. It's just that um, uh, it took him a long, long time. Seven years from when he was drafted to when he came up. That's a long time. 25 as a high school player. He was, uh, what, 18, 17, 18 when he was drafted. That's, oof, boy. <laughs> it could be, that's the danger of taking a high school athlete that's not really a baseball player, yeah. I guess. Um, but if I were the Twins, I'd be nervous. Um, but they made their pick, and uh, they got to stand by it. They took uh, SEC player of the year, big time power guy. I think they drafted him last year as well and uh, so they draft him again this year with a one of their compensatory uh, sandwich picks so that's exciting to see a power guy and uh, they got you know a bunch of other guys pitcher I think a high school pitcher with their third pick so uh, some intriguing guys I like to look at the top 10 and do you think Matt Albers was taken with a sandwich pick oh that's a, that's uh <laughs> what a shot what a shot Matt Albers. Oof, that was my the worst. Heaven. That was my the heaven. worst worst joke I've ever said in my life. You gotta but put, uh, a, put a rated R on this. Podcast. He's he's been terrible uh, the last like day or so, or two or three days or whatever. So um, I figured I wanted to give him a shot. But anyway, uh, that reminds me, Nationals bullpen's bad. Let's just it's bad. I've got I've got guys here. I love. Uh, I found a very good resource, uh, MLB.com. Just going back to prior drafts, and they have a little write up comments on past guys. Okay. Uh, if anybody comes to mind, I mean, these are in the past, uh, you know, 10 years, five years. So if uh, guys of note okay. are maybe really good or really bad, and it's just interesting how everybody who's picked in the first round is pretty much, you know, oh, this guy's great, this guy's very good, and, you know, maybe three or four of them will pan out. Mm-hmm. Uh, this guy, uh, quote, might be the best pure hitter in the college ranks, if not the entire draft. He's got great bat control plus bat speed, allows him to make Consistent contact to all fields, but there is some debate about how much power he'll have, and that's really the only issue. What year was this? This is 2009. Uh, he had, he's had to play first since Tommy John surgery last year. He profiles better in the outfield, but at whatever position, those hitting skills should get him off the board early. And uh, this was a guy who at the time was a uh, marked as a center fielder, and in the majors... He has kind of played all over the place, second base, outfield. Uh, he's kind of split time, basically, uh, between uh, between uh, those two spots. And uh, it does not appear that he has played this year. Uh, he's either in the minor, I think he's in the minors. Uh, did not have a good year last year. He's a 241 career hitter. Uh, in 2009 draft, he was up fairly early in 2011. Uh, OPS plus of 91 for a career. He has 2,100 at bats. That hitting, you know, is going to be that hitting is going to be there. He's a 241 hitter. So. Uh, who is this? 
It's a guy by the name of Dustin Ackley. Oh, how's that bat coming for you? Not good. Yeah, uh, played on the Yankees. I was with the recently. Yankees last year. One forty-eight um, hitter. Not good. Yeah, he's uh, he's bad. <laughs> I don't know if he even played too much last year, if at all. No. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Twenty-eight games. Um, he was one of those guys that his best year was his first year. Yeah, he uh, was not not uh not good <laughs> and he's made 10 million dollars in his career well that's cool i like uh i like that he's made 10 million dollars for being um not good but uh he, i mean he had a couple of years where he was like he had one year where he 542 plate appearances was an average league average hitter i mean that's not good but it's fine so like he went two to seattle that year out of north carolina yeah. and uh i don't i'll look it up let's see i don't know who the first uh well, I know who the first pick was. It's this guy. He says, when you're generally oh. <laughs> considered to be the top draft prospect in the class before a game was played, the microscope, the microscope is going to come out. Uh, Steven Strasburg's stuff holds up under such scrutiny for the most part, especially his plus fastball. Nitpickers may look at uh, secondary offerings, maybe just average. His command needs a little refinement. But none of that will keep him from being a top of every draft board. Uh, pesky, pesky nitpickers. Um, he has a OPS 170 points lower than Dustin Ackley. Yeah. Uh, so he never developed his hitting surprisingly. <laughs> no, two homers though. Um, he actually has half as many homers as the, uh, number four overall draft pick that year. And he actually has more homers than the number three overall draft pick that year. Donovan Tate, who I think is playing football now in college somewhere. Um, Donovan Tate, a Georgia high schooler with serious tools. He doesn't quite have the feel for the game that, uh, <laughs> that, that Tim Beckham did last year. They compared him to Tim Beckham. Oh, no. Didn't have the feel for it, but he's not completely raw. He has the potential to hit for good power, he's runs He's not well. completely raw. He was in single A last year. <laughs> this was seven years ago. The team that thinks he's going to hit is the one that will take a chance and draft him high. Oh, man. He went to San Diego at three. Well, and well, and then the next pick was Tony Sanchez, uh, who sucked, and then the next pick was Matt Hobgood, who I've never um, known. <laughs> this is not a good. This is not a good draft. Matt Hobgood, six four two forty five. He's big, strong, right hander. Two plus offerings: a heavy fastball, outstanding curve. Small tweaks to his delivery should help him find a better fastball command. If he can add a changeup to go along with his other offerings and his tremendous mound presence. Hint: he's a big guy. He has a chance to be a front-of-the-line rotation starter in the future. Yeah, um, all these terrible, terrible Through players. Through Canaries, where are you at? All, the, all these terrible players we're mentioning um, were taken before Mike Trout that year. So, it's worth noting. One more guy in this draft. This guy certainly looked the part of the top college starter in the early part of the season. He has three pitches he can throw for strikes in any count. He shows a lot of poise, a competitive streak on the mound. Scouts love his size. He is 6'6". 210, though uh, some might worry he's a little too thin. Most look at his combination of stuff, command, and mound presence and see a sure first round pick. And who is that? Kyle Gibson. Yeah, I thought, I thought <laughs> it might be. Yeah, he, uh, oh boy. <laughs> I don't have anything good to say about him at all. I uh, don't like the idea of him being in a, a major league rotation. Yeah, he's been very bad. Uh, yeah, um, yes. Yeah, I have no uh, things to add to that. I think he's bad, and uh, I think he should feel bad. <laughs> uh, that was 2009? Uh, this, yeah. This is 2010. I'll give you one guy from... Uh, I won't look. One or two. Oh, that's fine. This guy is setting himself up to be one of the safer college arms in the 2010 draft. 
He has three pitches he can throw for strikes. Shows tremendous poise on the mound. This sounds like Kyle Gibson Jr. Uh, while his raw stuff won't jump out at you, he might profile as a middle to back end of the rotation pitcher. He's also the type whose sum is greater than each of his parts. This guy should shoot through the minors. He could be big league ready in two years by 2012, meaning he probably will not last very long on the first day of the draft. He went 21 overall in the 2010 draft. He is... I don't know. Alex Wimmers. <laughs> what are yeah. we doing? Oops. Um, what the hell are we doing? I, yep, yep. He just shot through the minors in seven years. I think this, uh, this is funny. This is a good, hmm. The Major League Baseball draft is just Random. a crapshoot. You, you're never, draw. you're never gonna, yeah, exactly. How do you, Strasburg was pretty safe pick. Bryce Harper, pretty safe pick. Uh, I, I was thinking about this, uh, on the way home from work today on my long seven, six, seven minute drive. Good. Um, the NFL draft, you can predict these players. You know, you basically. Well, even then, it's like if four or five of the top 10 are good, that's probably a good year. Well, yeah, but. Well, ba- baseball is just it's way It's significantly out there. easier to project. Uh, basketball, significantly easier to project. Uh, hockey, um, usually a first round pick's going to at least play in the NHL. Um, and that's the closest one. Even uh, baseball is just like if you can predict who's going to be a good baseball player, you are going to make so much money because it is hard. I mean, it's just hard. It's hard to pick good who's going to be good. Um, I mean, and and then it's it's hard to convince them to sign at a high school too if they don't want to play for some big. Yeah, they probably want to play for a big market team or something, so then they won't sign. And there's just too many factors, and it's hard. I I don't envy. Uh, front offices when they're fun. when they're doing drafting i i would much rather do the uh off-season moves and stuff i assume they break it down into regions there are just so many teams so many players that it's i don't know how you keep up with it or like how how do you well that's why you have scouts um, yeah, like, you just everywhere have to trust them and say well you think this guy's good i've maybe seen some video on him and we'll just go with this guy in the fifth round i think that's more i think at that i think in those probably top five seven rounds you're gonna probably watched you're gonna know i think those players um when you're starting to get into those very last picks i'm not certain you're gonna hey it's the grandson's gm let's pick him yeah well it worked out well for uh mike piazza i I can't think of any other good examples he's the one 2010 draft one more guy sometimes good things come out of smaller schools this guy took a strong cape cod league performance carried it over to his junior year with the chance to three have three outstanding pitches, all of which he can throw for strikes, to, lo- to go along with an outstanding mound presence. So guess how tall this guy is, mound presence. 6'6". Six, he's, six. he's really big, yeah. So Chris Sale has developed oh. into one of the better lefties in the draft class. Teams uh, will have to look past a less-than-prototypical arm slot for a starting pitcher, but with the way he's pitched, it seems likely a team will do that at some point in the first round. Didn't he make it up the same year he was drafted, like six weeks later? Yeah, and they brought him up as a relief pitcher. That was a weird good uh, idea. I I was I like that idea. Yeah, I he guess I right away. I guess I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> I, don't so. you're not wasting any time. Bring him up. Yeah, it, he's been yeah, great. It's tough. That's a tough. That doesn't work. I feel like a lot with a lot of guys, but um, it's hard to know. I think uh, I would like to have Chris Sale on my team. I think I'm going to go out on a limb and say that. Yes, but uh, well, the Twins could sure use another pitcher. I know that. Mm. relief pitcher they could probably use like four or five i'm gonna go to the twins twins <laughs> bullpen 
has been a disastrous, uh, I want to use the word here, but I won't because I want to keep it somewhat clean. But um, it's been bad. It's When they're good, they're good. Uh, but when they're bad, they are very bad. Mm-hmm. They're not, well, we'll give up two or three runs bad. It's we'll give up five to 12 runs bad. So Like the Mariners were recently. Mariners uh, <laughs> had a game against San Francisco on Sunday in which they were ahead five to four in the fifth. I took an hour nap. <laughs> it was thirteen to five or something like that. So yeah, uh, this this Twins bullpen though, um, ugh, they've got a couple of <laughs> couple of guys. Kinsler's been good. Uh, Tyler Duffy, I would say Tyler Duffy is has, their best reliever. Has Kinsler been good? He's been good enough. He's been um, fine. He's blown some saves recently. Before that, no blown saves. Overall, thumbs up to Kinsler. Okay, fine. We're looking at a guy with six point three walks per nine, or yeah, he's not uh, striking strikeouts per nine. He's not striking two point three walks per nine. 8.2 hits per nine. He that's has done, not good. He has done as well as you could possibly have hoped. For him? Yes. But that can't be out. your best reliever. That's. I think Tyler Duffy is their guy. <laughs> Crazy. Tyler Duffy's been very good. Yeah, he's been good. Starter, bullpen guy. They've used him in multiple innings many times. I'm afraid they're going to make him the closer next year. I like him in the role he is now. I think he would be wasted as a closer. And he, um, he's the only guy uh, who's fielding independent pitching really matches the way he's been pitching other than Craig Breslow, who's been bad. So he can keep that up. And a uh, starter last year may get another chance as a starter, but uh, he could have maybe have a long career as a bullpen guy. Glenn Perkins uh, was a starter, uh, did okay. Well, really, so were a lot of guys, I guess. He was really good as a, uh, as a bullpen guy. So uh, Tyler Duffy's a piece you want to keep. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, I can't say there's anybody else. Uh, Ryan Presley, they called him back up, who's been a, a Rogers complete has disaster. Been solid. Tyler Rogers has been very good. Uh, lefty, uh, not going to overpower you, but he is, uh, again, a guy who was a starter in the minors and uh, really never got a chance to start. So they called him up last year, and uh, he's been good in the bullpen. So yeah, There's nothing wrong with a guy who just throws a bunch of slow junk and that's harder to kind of get the barrel on, I guess. So there's nothing wrong with that. He's been good. Other than that, so they can get rid of all of them. Uh, they've been bringing up a lot of guys, just random guys. What about Buddy Bo Shears? Buddy Bo Shears is okay. Yeah, I think uh, they could hang on to him, maybe. Sure. Uh, I'm looking at Oakland now. Uh, I want to pillage Oakland's bullpen. Oakland stinks. I know. That's why I want to pillage their bullpen, because they should be uh, selling fools they here. They stink. I can't even believe how bad they are. It's like... And and as of as of yesterday, as of Tuesday, uh, interesting note, they were, the, they were in the... Worst record in the American League, six and a half out of the wild card. Cubs, they're the first team out of the playoffs, mm-hmm. six and a half back of the wild card. There's hey, a huge well, gap between that's weird. competition again, American League to National League. The uh, A's could make a run. Um, they brought Chapman up uh, just mere moments before uh, we started recording this, I think. Uh, Matt Chapman, one of their top prospects. Uh, Ryan Healy's still good. Alonzo's hitting. Uh, Lowry's hitting. Chris Davis is obviously hitting because he's great. Um, don't ex- don't it's you, it's don't think you're going to be getting relief pitchers from the A's. I, I, I really, think they're willing trade. I mean, they're smarter than Kansas City. Oh they, yeah, I I mean I, think I mean we can't get, get Madsen. Madsen would be the one or the number one guy. I would say um, he'd be the one you could get because he's 36 or Casilla. Eh, um, I don't know Casilla. All right, well I might pass on him. Well. Um, there's some guys. Uh, Axford kind of. Liam Hendricks is out there. I, I would not really want him to bring him back, but uh, he's been good. Um, if you saw, uh, 
if uh, they need two guys. I want them to get two guys here because uh, they've been good enough through 65 games here to be in first place for a long, long time. Do you have any thoughts on Sean Doolittle? Yes, all of them. Okay. Any of them. <laughs> if anybody is better than Buddy Boshears or Craig Breslow or Matt Belisle, I want them on my team. I don't think it's fair to put Buddy Boshears in, in the okay. same apologies, level with those other two. Apologies to the Boshears <laughs> family. But I want any guy that can help help them. Yeah, I think they really desperately need uh I'm not thinking someone. it's going to cost a lot. No, uh, I think you could probably get Madsen for pretty uh, cheap. Um, maybe a decent prospect, but uh, the A's aren't stupid either, so they're not going to just let you take a guy without giving something in return. Um, but then again, relief pitchers are generally cheap. So, But they have a hard time getting them for whatever reason. The they Twins? Have, yes, they have I think a hard it's because they don't want to give anyone up for them. Well, then, then, and, it, and it shows. Yeah, uh, yeah. Offense I, is top ten. Defense is best or second best. Uh, Barrios and Santana are good. Other than that, it's kind of iffy three through five. So you need another starter, and you need bullpen help. So this team is too good in offense and defense, and the division is not very good uh, to where they should be buyers. I would say because um, it's even if you can't get that division from Cleveland, which has not impressed me whatsoever. You assume right now 85 wins to be a threshold. Houston's already in. The Yankees are in. Boston is in. Uh, Cleveland, we're waiting. People are going to give them the benefit of the doubt, but let's just put Cleveland in there. Uh, who? You don't like Baltimore? No. Oh, my God. Have you? <laughs> no. Um, no, Se- I can't. Se- Seattle's, <laughs> Seattle's on the come, as we like to say, or I like to say. Seattle's coming. I mean, I'm not going to go with Seattle because of their pitching. I mean, that's uh, yeah, it's that's bad. Paxton's bad. like lights out, but I think uh, Felix is done. Oh yeah, for sure. So Seattle, no. Uh, I think Tampa's got a real shot, and I yeah. think the Twins have a real shot. Besides Tampa and Minnesota, I think those are the two teams battling for the final playoff spot. What say you? Hmm. Um. Seattle and Baltimore would be the only other Texas. ones. Texas could make a run. That's the one. Um. They have a lot of good uh, players all over the board. Um, Cole Hamels can come back and, that's and be the thing. good. If you have Hamels and Darvish, you could go on a big run. And they have proven that they can go on runs this year. And they just have a lot of good players. Um, and they they have some good arms in the pen. They're very inconsistent, though, um, as most bullpens are. Um, I like Texas still. You compare, um, you compare teams, and talent-wise, Texas probably has more talent than the twins, but then Certainly, you, yeah. but then you just look at at the divisions, and then you see that Texas has to play Houston eleven more times than the Twins will, and the Twins get to play the White Sox and the Royals twenty two more times than Texas will. That is a huge advantage for Minnesota. Yes. So um, are, are, are the Twins better than them? Probably not. Their schedule is a lot easier. Uh, well, the Rangers proved last year that you don't have to be good to win a bunch of games. And they've owned Houston <laughs> in past years. Texas is... Um, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Texas is the kind of team that can um, easily uh, uh, win games that they shouldn't. Um, they did it all the time last year. The run, def- run differential was bad uh, last year uh, compared to how many wins they had. So um, I could see them going on a run. Baltimore, after watching them get just demolished by the Yankees this weekend, I think they're out, especially without Machado and Britain and... Um, a bunch of bullpen arms. They look toast. Uh, and Davis, Chris Davis is out now too. So I'd say they're out. Uh, but you got to think uh, the Yankees and the Red Sox are probably going to be playoff teams though. So that 
takes one wild card spot right out. Yep. So it's going to be a battle for that last one, I think. Unless the Twins win the division. Yeah. 33 and 28 as of Wednesday night. Run differential of minus, minus 26. Fourth worst, fourth worst in the American League. That's it, bad. It was third worst before they uh, beat Seattle on Tuesday. 20 to 7. 28 hits. A uh, extreme <laughs> offensive explosion. As there, there's been many losses this year uh, by many runs. So uh, minus 26 run differential, not good. Mm-mm. Uh, they are five games over 500. Uh, stat for you. Eight, the eight worst Twins losses this season. Guess their run differential in those eight losses. Collectively? Yes. 0-8. 100. 80. <laughs> I thought 100 would be, would be a funny. <laughs> pretty close. It's pretty close. They've I thought lost. that would be like a funny answer that couldn't possibly be real. real. Ugh, that's so bad. I can't imagine any team's eight worst losses are anywhere close to 80, maybe 60 no. and 70, but... Twins have lost four games by 11 runs this season, a couple by 10, 9, and 8. The worst thing about this is that Paul Molitor's job is going to be safe next year. Yep. And they're going to be better. They're going to be a team that could maybe, if everything goes right in the offseason, that's a team that could maybe win 90 games next year with Paul Molitor. That sure is not going to happen. I guarantee it. I will not make another stupid bet. I've learned my lesson. But I, I guarantee it won't win 90 games if Molitor's managing. And that's going to suck because they're going to be a really talented team next year. 33-28. and 28. So right now they are in first place. And uh, Cleveland, two games back, they're just kind of waiting there. I like the Cubs. They're just, they're just waiting around at 500, seeing if they can go on a run where they can win eight in a row. And that'll be enough to give them the division. So... I'm uh, glad I didn't pick the Cubs. I'm very glad I picked the Dodgers to win the World Series. It makes me feel uh, uh, good about myself. <laughs> that West, that West right there, that is uh, some good competition right there. Yeah. Dodgers, Rockies, Diamondbacks, uh, a half game with all 40 and 25, 40 and 26. They, again, I think all three of those teams make the playoffs. That's that's very good. I think so. Um, I... I, I I know I've been saying this for a long time, but I really, really think the Diamondbacks are better than the Rockies. And I think if only two of these teams make the playoffs, it's going to be the Dodgers and the Diamondbacks. Robbie Ray is just lights out right now. Uh, man, I think back. Archie Bradley has become a tremendous asset in the bullpen. Their bullpen was mm-hmm. terrible last year. They've got to keep him there. He That's... was terrible as a starter, and he's another guy who came up, big prospect couple years he got hit in the face there one of those last year scary deal and he's been he's growing the beard out to keep the beard and he's been one of the best relievers in baseball this year he's been awesome um zach oddly's been good for them but honestly it's good this is a this is robbie ray's time to shine right now he is just incredible i i, I you can't even you watch him and it's like man this guy's finally kind of cut those walks just a little bit more so that I mean that was it that was the last thing um was kind of or I guess they're actually right on par but um you know he's just not throwing crap as much you know um hits the strike zone more it seems like from my perspective or maybe he's just getting people to swing on worse pitches I don't know but uh, 11.7 k's per nine for a starter is pretty hard to argue with Rocky's been on uh, a little bit of a run the past uh, 10 days or so they've lost three in a row I should beat Pittsburgh today, but uh, they've been rolling right along. They like, they beat the Cubs uh, two out of three or something like that. Uh, swept somebody else last week. So Rockies continue to roll. 
You mentioned uh, your friend Matt Albers. Uh, <laughs> again, with the bullpen, like the another twin situation where uh, Washington is a World Series contender. The twins aren't, but Washington is. And to, to just mess around, because their window is closing pretty quick here, and for them to mess around and not have bullpen guys, this is ridiculous. They'll make a deal. I'm, I I mean, like, they'll why don't make, they'll make, make a deal. deals now? Like, why wait another month to where you can blow another four or five games, and that mm-hmm. might be the difference between, you know, they're... they're I mean, the Mets are on a bit of a run here where they've closed the gap to nine. It, it won't be. the di- They're, they're going to win the division. But it might be the difference between playing at the, home or on the road. Yeah. Uh, yeah, some good team versus some less good team um, in the playoffs. Uh, but, yeah, I agree. I don't know why they don't make the deal now because um, this bullpen. Twins, too. It's not, a, it's not a one deal, actually. It is a why aren't you making the two or three relief pitcher deals that you they, they need, like, probably three. I'd say relief pitchers and uh, boy, uh, this team's way too good to just sit around and say, okay, we're fine with this for now. That's, that's ridiculous. Um, I agree. I think that, I think they should make the deals now and the wins too. I think they're in the same What are boat. we waiting for? Let's go. Um, I don't know. Maybe it, they just like doing standard. Is the price going to be all that much higher for another month, six weeks? I mean, you're, you would assume you're not competing with another team, but and then a team would say, like, well, we're going to hold on to this guy for another month and see if we can get into a bidding war, you and somebody else. I would only assume that's that's a uh, that's a deal right there. That's probably what it is, and I guess if everybody's doing that, then it's going to be kind of hard to get around it. Um, I think it was MLB Trade Rumors, or maybe it was some other site, but somebody put together, like, a list of, a, like, a zillion relief pitching pros, uh, uh, players that could work for the uh, uh, the Nationals or something. Um, and it's just like you look at a big list of uh, all these relief pitchers that are available, and it's like, man, why haven't these teams gone after these guys? There are like 50 relief pitchers you could get. And uh, I, I went I through just, it. It's weird. I went through it here a couple weeks. So it was going to take a while for me to find this maybe, but. There were just like no less than 12 guys. It took me all of five minutes to find. Mm-hmm. I want any of these guys. And and we've talked about them before, Tyler Clippard and, and and the bunch. But it was it was ridiculous. Sign one of, just, just one. I asked for one of these guys. I would sign all of these guys. But uh, it's just, you know, we have to settle for Matt Belisle. That's, <laughs> that's a problem. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. Uh, here, here, I finally found the list here. The Yankees need a bullpen arm too. I think. Yeah, the Yankees. We'll get to the Yankees. <laughs> Joe Smith, Tyler Clippard. Bud Norris, Tommy Hunter, uh, Swarzak, Jaime Garcia. Those are guys to sign at the end of the year? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Chris Medlin would be, uh, I'd like to take a, take a chance on Chris Medlin to see if he has anything left. You know, I like uh, Alex Cobb, Drew Storen, Addison Reed's a free agent, I believe. Uh, Dyson, I would have taken a chance on Dyson. He went to the Giants. Uh, I think Tyson Ross is out there next year. Juan Nicasio for the Pirates. Steve Shisek for Seattle. Any of these guys, I, I said, sign one of these expletive guys. Just one of them, please, and make me happy. Spend spend some money. Yeah, I uh, I just don't think... Um, and they won't do that, so I, I know that. They're going to do it. Uh, yeah, I think the... Either... T- I No, the Nationals, the Twins, um, they're going to want six relievers between them. That's getting to a lot, so... Uh, we'll see what happens, but uh, there are going to be teams out there, though other good teams that are wanting relief pitchers too. So it's going to be it's going to be tough to get good ones, I think. I have some breaking news for you. I think the Yankees are winning the division. 
Yeah, by three games. Yeah, which is uh, kind of shocking. That, um, look at that run differential. That's yeah, obscene. it's like a hundred thousand. <laughs> that is obscene. Yeah, they're uh, they're good. Um, Aaron Judge is the real deal. I think that's what we're kind of no, learning. No, Ryan here. Deal's the real deal. Well, that's true. You can't be stealing. <laughs> yes. If there's a real deal, it's him. All right. Well, uh, I don't. Aaron I, Judge is the big deal. I've heard enough uh, Aaron Judge uh, courtroom puns and stuff. Are you that sick I'm, of it? Yes. Oh yeah. But I love watching him. Um, uh, he made a fielding a throwing snafu a couple days ago that frustrated me and then uh and it allowed a, a eventually a run to score and then he hits a two-run homer and they win the game so it, it was no big deal uh but um you can tell he's a rookie still obviously you can tell uh there are flaws in his game but what's so great about Aaron Judge is he does it once and it never happens again um and I think that's why he's sort of been able to every single time he goes up to a new level he he can suck for a while and then he goes and then he makes his adjustments and then he's good um that's cool because that kind of gives you a sense that it's going to be sustainable that he's going to be good for a long time um which you don't see that often i think from players i think there's a lot of players who who won't uh make adjustments and maybe it's maybe that's what happens with the twins maybe it isn't their player development maybe it's just that the guys they keep taking are bad uh makeup guys who don't uh want to learn Aaron Hicks, what happened to him? He went to a team that had a good coach, I think, a mm. good hitting coach. Mm. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't know. Well, Aaron Hicks, uh, his his big thing is um, play discipline. And that that can be taught. Uh, so there's hope for Byron Buxton, because that's his problem. Uh, is that his problem, though? He seems to be... He swings, at, he swings at pitches that, are, that they bounce. I mean, that's the, a big problem for him, but he also doesn't really make great contact either. He reminds me of Hicks, just... They both swung at terrible pitches. Lay- I think I think there is hope for Buxton though. And Lay off the pitches. I think uh, what Hicks has shown this year is, oh, maybe I won't swing at this obviously terrible pitch, and then you get one extra pitch in a bat, and you get in a head and you get a head and counts way more often, and it's obviously so much easier to hit when you're head and counts. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I I do still think Buxton can be a competent uh, major leaguer, um, especially defense uh, wise, but. Um, he's no Aaron Hicks. Big, you know, oh, yeah. <laughs> big congratulations to Byron Buxton. He has an average over 200 for multiple Ooh, games. So yeah, maybe we can get to a 210, 220 by that All Star break. That'd be a uh, one of the great feats since Williams in 41. There are uh, good players who have hit 200 um, in seasons. So well, this would be this isn't season, one of them. So. This isn't one of them. <laughs> uh, I mean. Yeah, if if he's gonna keep that up, he's gonna need to be a slugger who slugs five fifty or something. Um, that's the only way for him to be. Well, the slugging percentage is two ninety one. Be uh, <laughs> it's not good. Not good. No, uh, he's yeah, he's. Gonna, still be a two war player, so that's good. He's gonna need um, some real coaching, uh, and that's not gonna come from the the Twins organization. But um, four to one strikeout to walk ratio. Ugh. Uh, yeah, play discipline is a critical. But he'll critical develop his power. I'm sure he has all of 15 home runs and 600 at bats. So. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, a lot of those younger guys uh, that come out of high school too need need some serious time. Like Dustin Eckley. Uh, <laughs> well, he came out of college. <laughs> That's right. Um, I think. Uh, what I kind of notice is usually age 25. If you haven't developed your power yet, that's the year, um, and then that that you do it. Um, and if when you don't, Hicks is like 27. If you don't that year, yeah, yeah, he's older. But um, uh, if you don't kind of hit that mark that year, sometimes you, you can't do it ever. 
um, if you haven't shown it in the minors before. Uh, but I think Buxton still has time. I, I, I'm a believer that he can be an average major league player for sure. Aaron Judge probably talked MVP and who could overtake Mike Trout. And I think uh, Aaron Judge went on a, a good run here this past couple of weeks. and mm-hmm. um, He beats up the Orioles bad. I think he has eight homers oof. against them or something crazy like that. And uh, he's been the best hitter in baseball this year. Aaron yeah. Judge. Yeah, he's been good. And uh, I hope he keeps it up for another 15 years or so. So he's exciting. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's exciting. Scooter Jeanette hit uh, those four home runs. With yeah, I uh, yeah. Good for him. Good for him. He'll, uh, he, that's that's his uh, fifteen minutes. I hope he enjoys it. Noted slugger Terrence Gore. Oh yeah, hit a triple A home run. I think the first ever professional yeah. home run. Yeah, that's uh, exciting for him. Uh, he won't ever do it again. Um, I'm gonna put your hair up on that bet. No, but uh, I highly doubt it. Was it almost two thousand plate appearances or something crazy like that? So. I doubt it. Jamison Ty on his back after testicular cancer. Cost him a couple months. Didn't really know like a timeline of is he going to be back this year, all-star break, and he came back and he was he's great. It's quicker than Bettis, uh, Chad Bettis with the Rockies. His situation seems to has, seems to have been worse, yeah. Um, but he's coming back too. Uh, um, yeah, that's cool that he came back so fast though, um, and he's so good, um, and he's dealt with injuries for a long time. It's nice to see him actually be pitching um because he's a good pitcher that's for sure astros have some injuries keichel with like a a neck shoulder nerve thing i from from what i know uh they put him on the 10 day uh, a month ago or so missed a start and now he's back on it and i think the the consensus is the 10 day is a good thing because now you can put a guy on there you can miss a start one start mm-hmm. and be back so a 10 day dl good decision there yeah and now mccullers he's on there as well so yeah that one kind of stinks uh but they'll both come off soon, and uh, I think they'll be fine. Um, they called up their pitching prospects. Is it Francis Marte? Marte, Marte? Martez, maybe. He's pitching uh, as we speak, I believe. So he's he's interesting. Uh, they, they called him up. He was in the bullpen. He threw three-plus innings in a bullpen the other night, and I don't know if they had... Uh, if they expected him to start and they knew, well, we're going to put McCullers on the DL here in a couple days, so we're going to call him up. But I like that. He's their best pitcher in the minors. So they uh-huh. call him up. They put him in the bullpen. Just because he's not going to start doesn't mean he can't help your team. That's true. And he doesn't have to be pigeonholed as, not like he'll be a starter, but if he can come up and uh, help him as a reliever this year, then then and it makes their team better. And that's why I think that's why Houston's my uh, favorite team as far as decision-making. Yeah, they've done a good job. Uh, do you like when, um, I guess, what's a good, I'm trying to think of a good decision. Wait, which side are they? were they on in the, in the theft of, uh, of uh, uh, information from the Cardinals? Or was it them, the Cardinals? The Cardinals stole from them. Yeah, I couldn't remember which way it was. That was a Steph penalty. So. so is that a good, do you think that was a smart move by the Astros? To let, to let them steal information and then get a free draft pick out of it? Sure. <laughs> yeah. good decision give them your passwords let them uh, i like the idea of that being on purpose uh, that, i like that I, I feel like that would be very smart uh too too smart uh, but i like it irv santana not a great start uh mending in two-thirds two earned runs already homer bases loaded does have four strikeouts so let's keep those strikeouts down too many strikeouts for Irv. <laughs> he'll uh he'll end up being a three ra guy which is good but uh he obviously was overperforming he's put together uh, a good 200 innings here last year 
He was great this year. He's been great. So that's a full season's worth right there. And he's not striking a ton of guys out, about maybe seven per nine, a little under that. But again, the Twins' defense is amazing. They're one or two in defensive runs saved. They're they're as good of a defensive team as uh, as you can hope for, and that that does not hurt. No, it's good. It comes to Irv. Um, yeah, it helps a lot. I think uh, the Twins have a chance to maybe lose the wild card game. I'd be I'd be excited <laughs> for that. No, I don't think you would. I would be. I don't think you would. Oh, Losing I, that wild card game is like the most devastating. It's such a n- nightmare. If you could have told me in March you're going to be in a wild card game, yeah, I'll no, I know, I know. Yeah, I'll take that. But once you get there and then you lose it, it's just like it's such a. You're excited, and then just within three hours, all your excitement is just. And then the next round of the playoffs is just a. Like in years past, <laughs> I would be pissed and say, yeah, "I don't want to watch the rest of the playoffs." Then, but I'm like, "Yeah, I'll watch the rest of them. That's fine." Yeah, I mean, I would always watch the playoffs, but uh, like when the Yankees lost a couple years ago, that was just so deflating. Um, was it six nothing? Something like that, and Keuchel was just on, and they couldn't hit him, and whatever. I hate the wild card game anyway, but whatever. Interesting guy the Twins called up, Nick Turley, 6'4", 200, sure has great mound presence, uh, 27 years old. He was in independent baseball uh, parts of last year. He's been bouncing around. He was with Boston, the Giants. Uh, he came up with the Yankees, with, was, was with the Yankees minor league system for a long, long time. I believe his major league debut was in San Francisco on Sunday when the Twins' uh, bullpen blew it. Only pitched four innings, gave up four runs, eight hits, uh, four strikeouts. Uh, more importantly, no walks. But uh, I don't know where they found this guy at, but uh, his numbers in Double A and Triple A have been obscene. As a 2.05 ERA, and let's see, he's only pitched 12 games, 52 innings, so he was used as a starter, and uh, he's striking out 14 per nine. That's pretty good. So that is uh, the likes of which we have never seen. <laughs> but if he can take a little bit of that. And uh, he's a guy that the, the Twins should absolutely give a chance to. And if he could, I think I would maybe use some more as a bullpen guy with those strikeout numbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, 14 per nine, uh, that's that's pretty pretty goddamn good. That is good. Uh, that's, uh, yes, that is good. And for his career, he's less than nine per nine. So I don't know what the hell is this guy doing. As of last year, he wasn't this good. So I don't know what has changed with him. And it's 50 innings, so it's a, it's a somewhat of a substantial uh size here as far as sample size but if i think i'd put him in the bullpen uh it couldn't hurt <laughs> considering i guess very intriguing yeah i would say he's been uh an interesting player actually looking at him now but um yeah i don't know any yankee thoughts you kind of touched on the yankees their judge and uh any yankee they've been rolling thoughts. i mean uh tanaka is he still bad <sighs> um He's okay. How, how is their starting pitch? How are they getting by with this? Because uh, Sabathia got uh, hurt here. What's what's the deal with him? Hamstring. Looks like he's going to miss at least a start. Um, Would you uh, be interested in Irv for Hicks trade? Let's get Irv for Hicks going. Um, no. I, I, don't, I don't want Hicks to keep him <laughs> um, forever. I think they're probably going to look at starters. I don't think they're going to bring one in. Um, Severino's good. That's... I mean that he's a legitimate starter. He's your best guy. 
Uh, huh? He's your best guy. Uh, yeah. Um, and Pineda has been uh, really good this year, too. Contract year is probably why. Um, but, uh, and Jordan Montgomery, actually, probably, um, you can make a case he's been the second best uh, starter for them. So, I mean, I think it's just kind of that they're getting by with the guys they have, and the bullpen's pretty solid for the most part. Getting Chapman back this weekend is going to be so, so huge. Um, but mainly they're hitting and they're not giving up, um, easy, you know, they're not giving up easy outs or anything on defense. Uh, Gary Sanchez throws guys out all the time. Uh, Didi Gregorius is a good shortstop defensively. Um, they have some good rangy guys in the outfield. Um, they're not giving up, you know, errors or anything crazy like that. So I think, uh, as long as you pitch to contact, they don't have a ton of, strikeouts per nine in the rotation um although they're pretty good there but I, I don't know i think uh ideally you'd get another starter unless tanaka can turn it on then that would be that'd be good who would have yeah. thought he'd be the worst guy in the rotation yeah. though he's been very bad mm-hmm. six era but he was better a couple nights ago the splitter looked better um and that's the key uh for him um that's a good pitch but uh he's been so good in, the, in recent years that it's it's kind of sad to see um, see him pitch like this. Nationals lost to the Braves on Wednesday, 13-2. The Nationals' bullpen gave up six runs in an inning and two-thirds just thus far. And they uh, it was not, not good. They ended up pitching uh, four innings, gave up six runs. So they should figure that out. Blake Trinan, ERA near six and a half. So he has not figured it out. Nope, uh, none of them have. <laughs> They've all been pretty bad. Uh, Eric Hosmer hitting 367 in a last month, hitting a good this month. Uh, I, yeah, he's contract be, year. Yeah. I have no, I have no, uh, and he's good every other year. So I have no, I would not sign him still. I, I would, they're not going to trade him, but I, I mean, we've talked about what they should do, and yeah, we should, uh, they should trade him. Uh, Speaking of the Royals, I've got a Jared Weaver Award winner from them. Oh, very good. Who, from them. and does it have to do with Kansas City? Yes. Good. Chris Young. He's 38. Know. Yeah. He's pitched 117 innings in the last, this year plus last year. How many home runs do you think he's allowed in 117 innings? 25. 34. Wow, it's a good pace. That's a record-breaking <laughs> pace. I saw that, and I just, Ooh. like, I couldn't even believe it. Um, put anyone in for him. I just picked Kevin McCarthy, not the... Um, legislator uh but uh i picked him um not very good 6.5 k's per nine in the minors but solid ground ball rate who cares chris young stinks 34 homers in 117 innings that blew me away blew me away i couldn't even believe it burt blylevin we hear about it all the time with him uh, he's got the record for home runs it's 50 yeah. this season that's bad so uh yeah if chris young could could pitch all season that'd be that was right on that pace yeah, he's been bad. Uh, he's a long man. I, I mean, there's no, there's no. Literally, point. literally, <laughs> he's a long man. <laughs> literally, he's a long man. You're right. Um, uh, yeah, he's just not <laughs> good. Uh, you know, I think the NBA draft is next week. Uh-huh. Who would be your first pick, based on baseball players, if you're building a basketball team? Oh, um, just take Mike Trout and assume he's good at basketball. Say, all right. No, Aaron Judge is a good choice. I think six seven could be a bruiser for you in the paint. I know he's Ben Wallace type, you know, he's not very big, but strong. Um, um, who would be a good, you, you would think it would probably be somebody small 
probably a guard or something. Point guard, a middle infielder, center fielder. Yeah. Tim Beckham would be a great athlete. Yeah. Somebody who's, yeah, who who their draft uh, thing would say athlete or something like that. Um, I'm going to pick a random team that I think would have a lot of good athletes. Let's pick one here. Um, what do you think? Texas? I'll pick a player Nobody from them. jumps off the page for Texas. Elvis Andrews. Maybe he's good Elvis at basketball. Andrews. Maybe. A, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. Whatever. I don't know. Somebody tall. <laughs> I don't know. Latin countries are big in baseball. That's true. It's not really all that expensive to you need a bat and a ball. Basketball is even less expensive than that. Hmm. There's no basketball players from Latin countries. Mm-mm. That seems odd to me. Let's go with then... Um, man, I I don't know. Lorenzo Cain, I don't know. Josh Bell, Pirates? Sure. Nah, he seems slow. I don't know. Jacoby Ellsbury looks like he'd be fast. Gerard Dyson? Yeah, like somebody, five, somebody who's fast. Five, eight point guard. I don't know, Brett Gardner, maybe he can move the ball. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Who's it's hard. I'd take uh I'd take uh none of those guys. Good. Um maybe uh Lonzo Ball can try his hand at baseball. Good. Once basketball doesn't work out for him. Um but we'll see. I don't know. Good. I don't know anything about the NBA draft other than I don't want the Lakers to take Lonzo Ball. That's, well, that's what I know. That's what they're gonna do. So Yeah, I know. Hunter Renfro has fourteen home runs on a pace for thirty four, would give him the third biggest single season total ever of any player. Isn't he like striking yeah. out a ton? Probably. It'd be of uh, <laughs> Petco Park era 2004. Uh, Adrian Gonzalez hit 40 home runs and then 36 home runs one year. So Renfro, a valuable power source. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's um, a quality player for them. Um, power is not the easiest thing to come by. Uh, these days it's the ball's juice, so I guess it is. But um, he's big, so good for them for finding a guy who can hit because that has been a challenge for them for a long time. Um, it's too bad. I bet. I bet Brian Giles is probably still uh, kicking, kicking around. Yeah, I'd maybe bring him back. He's probably only forty-five. Yeah, he was good. Took good. a lot of walks anyway, so who cares? He doesn't need to actually hit the ball. But yeah, Renfro's been good. Uh, I feel like Tim Kirkshen mentioned him maybe when we and talked Renfro? to him. I don't remember. That was a long time ago. Cubs are batting Rizzo in the leadoff spot. He's yeah, like gone that. deep back-to-back games. Two yeah. games in a row. I think. Um, I don't necessarily love it for a National League team, but I would have no problem betting my best guy lead off, or that's not true, my second best guy lead off um, for an American League team. Uh, I, as long as your best player is batting two, I don't really. I mean, it should be one, your best, your second best hitter should bat one, your best hitter should bat two. That's how it should. Uh, I mean, your best hitter should bat two, your second best hitter should bat one. That should be the ideal lineup, I would think. I have. Uh... A twist on the win of the week. We'll just get Kyle Gibson out of the way. He won on <laughs> Tuesday night, gave up six runs on uh, six innings pitched and 12 hits. He won a game. His ERA is 6.8 uh, because the Twins scored 20 runs. So he won that game there. Yeah, that's, um, it. That's you know, when, uh, when a starter takes the mound, um, their odds of winning probably go up a little bit when, when your team hits <clears throat> uh, and scores 20 runs. Yeah. I would think I haven't uh, looked into that, uh, but I have a good feeling that um, 
90 plus percent of of starters uh who have uh had their team score 20 runs in a game have probably got the win i was uh, watching the end of the game and it was 20 to 6 in the ninth inning i was just thinking about that houston comeback (laughs) they scored 13 runs in the eighth and ninth and i'm like if this was houston and this was the eighth they'd win like 20 to 19 yes that would be Mm, uh be fun that would be fun um let's hope for the twins sake uh i'll be selfless here let's hope for the twins sake that they can find a good relief pitcher because that bullpen is gross i wouldn't throw it out there in any situation uh just let irv pitch nine innings each game yeah 27 you had a great shutout against the giants on i think it was friday night the giants are horrible the Giants are bad. your world series pick the giants are a bad? train wreck not absolutely good. not good a train wreck uh yeah, I don't even know uh, what they're gonna do, but they're gonna really have some. Uh, they're gonna have some serious thinking to do this offseason. Thinking. Think. Yeah. So that was the the win of the week, I suppose. But I was in Omaha this weekend. Uh, Mitchell Kirtle, Legion Baseball. Yeah. They were down on Sunday morning. It was a nine thirty starts. Played a team from Kearney, Nebraska. That's too uh, early for baseball. I'll Kearney, Carney, like, Nebraska, Runza. Runza was their sponsor. Oh, okay. And uh, noted Runza supporter Marcus Traxler. Is he? Uh, <laughs> he ate it, I believe, for the first and maybe only time last year in Northwest Nebraska, and he's very excited about Runza, much more than anybody should be. But uh, Mitchell was down seven to nothing after the third inning. Seven inning game. They came back to tie it in the seventh uh, at nine. They lost it in the bottom at uh, ten to nine. So, uh, Jed Schmidt, good pitcher. Uh, probably their one of their best pitchers, number one or number two. He went four and a third innings, gave up nine runs, five were earned. Oof. Um, he pitched better than that, but uh, there were two catcher interference plays that negated double plays. So we're talking four outs here, taken off the board. But Jed Schmidt goes into the fifth, gives up nine runs. That's not good. He's uh, you. So you say he's good. Could he pitch in the Twins bullpen? Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, so he's in line for the loss, but he doesn't get the loss. No. they come back and tie the game. Oh. Kobe Larson, who, who who does very well in relief, pitched good, went two and a third innings, gave up one run on two hits. He gets the loss. The guy that gave up nine runs doesn't get the loss. This is a, uh, stupid special, a special stupid. Mitchell, uh, Colonels or whatever they called. Are they, yeah. is the, what are they called? Technically no, post 18. Yeah. Mitchell post 18 American Legion, uh, stupid baseball, stupid rule. Your win is stupid. Yep, I agree. Um, what can you do? <laughs> Games this week, series of notes. Dodgers beating the hell out of the Indians, which I enjoy. And weekend series of note, Nationals at Mets, Red Sox at Astros. Besides that, not a whole lot. You're not looking forward to Marlins Braves? No. No. <laughs> okay. I guess uh, I guess I'll have to watch it then. Good. I probably won't. Um, yeah, I don't know uh, what's going on. Paul Goldschmidt on a pace for 30-30 season, 36 homers, 31 steals, 128 RBIs, 111 walks, 140 runs. Just he's um, like Frank Thomas. I would assume Frank Thomas-like numbers, just obscene. Not the steals, though. Oh, you sure? (laughs) I feel sure. Frank Thomas numbers, I mean, I don't know how he's, like, nobody watches him. Hopefully Arizona can be good for a while. You don't know how nobody watches a guy in Arizona? Or Arizona, any, any. (laughs) If honest, honest to God, if they switch to the purple, they do it. I think they do it most Thursdays at home. Mm-hmm. Switch to the purple. People like the purple. I think that would get you like ten more fans. Yes. Like how many more people in like uh, 
Worcester, Massachusetts Worcester. are going to be watching the Diamondbacks, or how many people All of them? in like Ocala, Florida, are mm. going to be watching the Diamondbacks? That's what I want. Half of them. <laughs> okay, whatever. I mean, who watches the Diamondbacks if you're not a baseball fan? Like I should watch. I should fan. probably. Uh, I'm going I'm to watch more Diamondbacks because they're good. I recommend the Yankees. Mm, I don't know about that. Okay. I should. I guess. I should. I guess. You are wearing a hat that says the logo. Of the team. There's an old. Nick's hat. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and Yonder Alonso, uh, good stats. I don't, I'm not going to give them to you, but Yonder Alonso, good year for him. Yes. Um, and the good name as well. Yes. Any Yonder. other notes as we wrap it up? Any other notes? Uh, baseball's hard, um, and a lot of players are proving that this year by being bad. So uh, who would have thought that was going to happen? But it's due, It's happening, and um, so there, there you go. <laughs> There's my hot take of the week. Hot take. Baseball is hard. 2080 Baseball Podcast is what this program is called. Evan Hendershot is the person not talking right now. Mm -hmm. Travis Grins is the person talking right now. Uh, Minute 10 into this one, so good to go. We'll be back next week probably, Monday, Tuesday, with uh, another episode. You can follow us for Late Night Yankees Angels Thoughts on on the Twitter account, 20 underscore 80 podcast, and you can search for the podcast on itunes and podcast.com and we also always post it on the twitter page as well so there we go mm-hmm. we'll see you next week more baseball maybe baseball will get easier we'll no, find out next week no. yeah. still gonna be hard okay mm-hmm. all right we'll talk uh, more twins bullpen i'm sure and uh, alex wimmers will break down his delivery <laughs> a surefire Great. maybe be up by 2012 he's not going to take very long to come up uh the draft thoughts why well, maybe do more draft thoughts last year because that's I find it funny. So 2080 baseball podcast. Thanks, Garrett, uh, Garrett Kodge. We'll see you next week. <laughs>